This is the Pretzel Podcast, a podcast about pretzels. We take you now to the International Pretzel Command Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Pretzel Podcast, your audio home for pretzel conversation. I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Michelle Maternowski. We are your Midwestern guide to all things pretzels. This is episode seven of the Pretzel Podcast. We are edging our way up to double digits here as we continue our attempt to dominate the pretzelverse, or at least Pretzel Nation. Uh, and we have an all new feature to roll out on today's show, Michelle, as we talk about pretzel memories. That's right. We're going to share some of our fondest pretzel memories and share the pretzel memories of a very special guest. Once we decide which of the special guests we're going to use on this episode. But before we get to that, uh, should we get to pretzels in the news? Says something in the affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's a yes. Yeah. All right. I am reading my script, Mitch. <laughs> pretzel in the news. So we have breaking pretzel news from New York City as we record this episode of the Pretzel Podcast. Actually, it's been breaking for some time. The story has been widely reported in New York, at least, because there is a, get this, massive shortage of rolled gold pretzels in New York at the moment. How is that possible? It is also, well, a massive shortage of Cheetos and Fritos and Funyuns and some other snack foods. What is going on here is that Frito-Lay has apparently changed the pay structure for its delivery drivers, resulting in fairly large pay cuts for some of them to the tune of like $30,000. Jeez. That's according to the New York Post. Uh, the Post reports the company did away with commissions or other incentives for delivery people who were especially fast or efficient. Uh, that resulted in something like a 30% drop in pay for some of them because apparently being paid to drive a pretzel truck is a pretty lucrative business in New York. Who knew? Like $100,000 a year, which wow. I think uh, gets you like a one-bedroom apartment underneath an overpass. <laughs> Not surprisingly... The delivery drivers were not especially happy about such a pay cut, and so many of them have quit. The issue is most acute in Brooklyn, where 35 out of the 105 drivers have quit since last August. Uh, and many of those drivers serve parts of Manhattan as well. The Bronx has also had issues. It gets scarier, though, Michelle. I don't know. This is sounding really bad already. Because the article reports that the pay scale, the new pay scale, is being rolled out nationally. So it's possible that people in other parts of the country could someday have trouble getting their rolled gold fix as well. Frito-Lay, for their part, says the adjustments have actually resulted in the average driver's salary going up around the country. So maybe it's not so scary after all. So how are people going to get their pretzels? Uh, I don't know. If you live in New York and you need your rolled gold fix, we could probably hook you up. Just... I would – because I know Amazon sells everything. That's true. Could you just have the pretzels delivered right to your door more quickly than going to the store? You know, the irony here – I was reading this in another article. I think it was on uh, Grub Street, which had uh, more or less paraphrased what the New York Post had to say and added a little more. Uh, one of the issues is that these drivers who saw that pay cut found that they can get better money actually being a freelance driver for Amazon, for example. Interesting. Uh, you know, regardless, we do have a package of rolled gold in the studio with us for our crunch time segment. So I will be thinking. We're calling it crunch time segment. I, <laughs> nice. I thought we were talking about crunch time. Doesn't that make sense? I like it. Uh, anyway, we'll be sampling rolled gold, not to give too much away. We've sampled sampled rolled gold in the past, uh, but we'll certainly have the uh, those suffering New Yorkers in mind while we eat them. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, maybe we should get something like Brooklyn Strong T-shirts with a pretzel emblem, uh, something in solidarity, something in solidarity with our pretzel-loving New York brethren. I am shaking my head. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an item for pretzels in the news or a pretzel we should try during crunch time? You can reach the International Pretzel Command Center by email at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com or at pretzelpodcast on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, before we get to crunch time, you're okay calling this calling crunch time, right? And that is referring to the taste test portion of the episode? Yeah, it sounded a little more interesting than, than pretzel taste test. Yeah, okay. It's, so, it's the name. It's yeah. It's been decided. It's all about, all about branding. Yes. Uh, anyway, we're not, we're not there yet. We want to roll out a new feature. Get it? Get it? Because, like, it's mm-hmm, all about, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it. Yeah. Uh, it was a good joke. <laughs> pretzel humor. Sorry, I didn't laugh. Let's uh, roll out our latest pretzel podcast feature. This is a feature where we're sharing pretzel memories. You'd be surprised if you just thought for like a second about pretzels and something would come to mind that takes you back in time to a your mom's kitchen or party or This is kind of how we got into the whole let's actually create a podcast, right? We were talking about it and people assumed we were joking about it and then we would talk about it for a few seconds and everybody we talked to had pretzel memories. Do you want to start? With yeah, yours? before we right before we start sharing other people's pretzel memories, we probably ought to share our own earliest pretzel memories. And honestly, I have a handful from over the years that we can share over time. But the one that I go back to actually uh, goes all the way back to the time I was, I think, five years old. Really? Uh, this was 1974. We were living in Binghamton, New York, just outside Binghamton, New York. Uh, which is sort of along the southern Back tier. when New York had pretzels. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and uh, anyway, so Sunday mornings when I was about five, I remember going with my dad uh, on a walk down to Kent Drug. It was the drugstore. I have a memory of it being like a mile away. When you're five, it might, it's you like know, really might have been a couple blocks yeah. away or it might, might have been a mile away. And here we get the Sunday New York Times. uphill both ways? Uh, it was actually downhill oh. one way, or at least that's my memory of this because I think we lived on on kind of a hill. Uh, and I remember a couple of things. We would stop and watch the trains go by if there were trains going by. And two, we would go to Kent Drug and he would buy the Sunday New York Times and I would get – and I don't know if you're old enough or ever have memories of this, but there was a big glass jar on the counter that had pretzel rods in it and these pretzel rods – I mean, this never would fly today because mm-hmm. you know you just reach in and grab a pretzel rod, and it was like three cents. And we would get a pretzel rod, or I would get a pretzel rod, and often one of those balsa wood gliders. And we'd sit out. Uh, he would read the paper on the bench, and I would throw the balsa wood glider and eat my pretzel rod. And I still have this fond memory it's, of these. It's a very nice memory. It makes. Because I don't have any stories like that. It just makes it seem like it's a very long time ago, like an era gone by that does not exist anymore. You know, and my memory of the pretzel rods, and again, I was five years old, so my hands are pretty small. But I remember these being really long pretzel rods. And, uh, you know, you could make one of these pretzel rods, especially when you're five, last half an hour. (laughs) 
Christmas. Anyway, it was a very nice pretzel memory, and it was nice. only after we kind of created the pretzel podcast that I started thinking about that again. And yeah, it, it occupies a, a nice spot in my memory. Have you talked to your dad about it? I did, actually. And, and he actually confirmed that there was this drugstore and we would buy it. So the, you didn't just make the whole story up. <laughs> not to, or, or I was able to make it up in such a way that he bought it. He, okay. he, might, he might write in, actually. <laughs> so uh, I'm not the only one in this radio studio who has pretzel memories. Yes. It's hard to, to pick one. I don't think I have such a, like, a beautiful story to go around it. It's pretty much we had this huge barrel of pretzels in our kitchen that— would seem to last forever. Um, Did you have them in lunches when you went to school? I think we would have like Ziploc bags with the pretzels in it. Or if you're just kind of like walking through the kitchen, you could grab a handful. Um, I think it's when my mom was a member of Sam's Club is when we would get it, which makes sense. Um, and they typically were the, the sourdough pretzel nuggets. Okay. Um, and I feel like... I was in high school eating pretzel nuggets, watching Trading Spaces on TLC, <laughs> and that's like how <laughs> that all fits together. So this is like a taste of your childhood. Yeah, I kind of like – I think on my mom's kitchen and just this – like you can't fit it in anything else because the barrel of pretzels is so big. <laughs> right. So it just has to sit out on the counter because it's too big. But they're delicious. Well, and, you know, you think about the the flavors that you remember from when you were a kid. I mean, I remember my mom's chocolate chip cookies very vividly. She had a, a particular kind of macaroni and cheese that she made, and I can still taste that partly because we have the recipe and we make it every once in a while. Uh, and I remember I, I, I still have a pretty tangible memory of these pretzel rods. Yeah. We also had a um, a chocolate fountain that we would bring out <laughs> on holidays and pretzel rods were, was always one of the things that you could dip into the chocolate fountain. So when I think of these pretzel rods, I think of chocolate fountain with like 12 kids around it all trying to like put their food into the fountain at the same time. And then like <laughs> something will break off and be floating in the bottom. But it was delicious. And then I also think of you can't like when you think of going out to like a baseball game or a football game, I think those big soft pretzels are something that's like just connected to that and they were never really that good but at the same time like I find myself going back to Brewers games and getting them (laughs) and kind of always being slightly disappointed but you're like well that's what I do when I come here so well funny you should mention baseball games because uh, I had a chance not long ago to chat with sports writer Steve Russian who actually grew up working at Twins Games in Minnesota and uh, had some pretzel memories of his own, which he was kind enough to share with us. Nice. When I say pretzels, what comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind, honestly, other than being on a plane two flights yesterday through Detroit and eating my weight in pretzels, is um, the brand named Rolled Gold, R-O-L-D-G-O-L-D. And you talk about, you know, I loved wordplay as a kid and, and commercial jingles and brand names, and I loved, had a thing for misspelled intentionally misspelled brand name. So the first thing I think of is, is rolled gold pretzels. And then, you know, I, would, I guess it would, it would devolve into the usual, uh, the great schism of pretzel sticks versus, versus pretzel pretzels. Uh, if you're talking about uh, bread pretzels and all that, um, you know, what we, we've, we've lived off of them at, at various <laughs> basketball games. My, my kids and I attend a, lot of, attend a lot of basketball games. And at Connecticut Sun, WNBA games in Connecticut, where we are a lot, 
Uh, they like to get the pretzels, and I have to bang the salt off like I'm playing the tambourine. My earliest pretzel memory, now that you mention it, is using the, the mini pretzel sticks as cigarettes as a kid. You know, you know you'd suck on it until the, the end got soggy, and, and then the larger pretzel sticks, of course, as, as cigars. So my, my earliest memories of them are as props. Right, the, the pretzel rods as, as Groucho. Yeah, yeah. If you were jonesing for a candy cigarette but couldn't get your hands on one, you could always use the pretzel as a stand-in because, of course, everything as a kid was to appear, want to be older. So the, the Stingray bicycles were like our motorcycles. The, the candy cigarettes were cigarettes. Uh, it wasn't until I was a little older that Big League Chew came in in 1979. But now you can pretend to chew tobacco. And my br- buddies and I, to be Rod Carew with a big chaw of tobacco on our cheeks, we would put in uh, – Thin these sliced buttig pressed salami and and uh, uh, pastrami in our cheek, and we'd sp- and it's, the juice you would spit out from that would look like tobacco juice. So, you know that was kind of the whole point was to be older. You have the the, the fake tattoo from the Cracker Jack box. Uh, you know, the Dixie Need Riddle Cup. a lot cups. of Cracker Jack boxes today. Yeah, you go in, you park <laughs> your Stingray in the driveway, you go in, you get a little Dixie Riddle cup with a shot of purple Kool-Aid in it, you know, crush that cup. And, and of course, then when you get older and you can do all these things, you realize, God, why was I in such a rush to, to be grown up? So that was uh, sports writer Steve Russian helping to inaugurate the Pretzel Memories segment. It is now crunch time. Crunch time. I feel like you need to play like MC Hammer or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and appropriately enough for our first Pretzel Memories episode, we have with us... The largest conveyor of pretzels that has ever been in the studio. It is three pounds, four (laughs) ounces of delicious. We have yet to find out if they're delicious pretzels. Yes, we'll be the judge of whether they're delicious. So they're Utz. There is a little girl. The Utz girl, yes. What is she holding? It looks like a knife. That's an excellent question. I wonder. I don't think it's a knife. It's not a pretzel, though. Maybe it's a corn dog. (laughs) Dripping something. Um, so, anyways, that was a little distracting. Let's <laughs> let's go back to the origins of of Uts. And, and I'll say, I remember Uts growing up on the East Coast. Uts was a pretty common. I think we mentioned this on a previous episode. Uts is a pretty common brand of of snack foods. And not so much here, um, but I'm thinking that this is the brand that I had growing up because it comes in this huge barrel and in, in the connection to Sam's Club. And I don't think it was really available elsewhere. Um, But today, they are the leading snack supplier to warehouse clubs and mass merchandisers nationwide. So I think that's how my mom was able to get them from the the warehouse club. Um, So (laughs) So, yeah, you could probably get these at Sam's Club. You could probably get these at uh, Costco or other extremely large box stores. Yeah, any place that you buy things in bulk. (laughs) Massive quantities, yes. (laughs) When you're like, oh, I really need three pounds of pretzels. Um, so the company goes back to 1921 with William and Sally Utz, who began producing as Hanover Home Brand Potato Chips in Hanover, PA, which kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> A lot of snack yes. food companies starting in Hanover, PA. So Snyder's actually started as the Hanover Pretzel Company in 1909. Um, so that made me wonder how big was Hanover in the early 1900s because – they have all these big snack companies coming out of it. <laughs> Dozens of pretzel factories lining Main Street. potato chips and pretzels. Um, so in 1920, they had about 9,000 people. So I'm thinking there must have been like this high society of snack food <laughs> moguls. <laughs> Maybe they really were smoking the pretzel rods <laughs> as cigars. <laughs> 
So they started off as a potato chip company, which then reminds me of Old Dutch because they also started as a potato chip. So there's lots of themes to our um, our pretzel companies. Yeah. Uh, today, Utz is the largest independent, privately held snack brand in the United States. Uh, they produce over 3.3 million pounds of snacks per week. Wow. Which is a lot. That's a lot of snacks. <laughs> Americans are eating a lot of snacks. So they have lots of different brands and stuff that fall underneath this okay. company. But they have 18 different kinds of pretzels that I counted that come in a bag. Um, so that didn't count their big barrels of pretzels that they have. And I, I see by your notes that I am not misremembering this. Mostly they're an East Coast mm-hmm. brand. Yeah. So they're a little bit harder to find here, but you got them from World Market. I got them at World Market. This is at three. You said three and a half pounds, something like that. Yeah, uh, three uh, pounds four ounces. Okay, so close. Three and a quarter pound. Anyway, um, and it cost me eight ninety nine for this gigantic barrel of pretzels, which we are going Doesn't to bring to a uh, potluck here in a few minutes. <laughs> it's our contribution. Yeah. Uh, so let's open up this big barrel. And this is the sourdough variety, which is the the kind that you remember, even if they are not in the shape that you yes, remember. Yes, these are different shape. These are the uh, original, so it's the your normal pretzel twist. Right, shape. as we learned from food scientist uh, Anne Freivick, the arms. Right, exactly. Yes. All right, I'm ready for this. Lots of salts. It's crunch time. I really like sourdough pretzels. That is a good pretzel. So. I like these. They're thin. They're not. Sometimes when you think of sourdough pretzels, you think of like those hard. They look like a soft pretzel, but they're hard. Right. These are the the big box of the Snyders Mm -hmm. that are sourdough pretzels, and they are very hard, and it is impossible to bite into one without getting pretzel crumbs everywhere. Everywhere. Do you remember? So do do your pretzel memories include pretzel crumbs Mm -hmm. in between the cushions of the couch? Yes. And you just kind of wipe them onto the carpeting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why the nuggets are nice because you can fit the whole nugget in your mouth. So then you don't have that crumb problem. You know what I'll say about these? The word sourdough gets used a lot. And you can't always tell that what you're eating, especially in a pretzel, is sourdough because, you know, first of all, you have all the various ingredients that make a pretzel a pretzel, as we heard about in episode six. We encourage people to go back and listen <laughs> to episode six. But these really have a sourdough flavor. And it smells too. Yeah, this is one of the uh, one of the the containers of pretzels that would overflow your jar of pretzels at your desk. I think, and these pretzels are pretty big too, so I don't think I could fit very many. I wonder how. I feel like we're going to need to check in on these pretzels in like a month when we're getting towards the bottom, and see if they're still fresh. Yeah, we talk about uh, pretzel shards. There are a lot of broken pretzels in this container, and that is something that they warned about on their website. <laughs> When these are shipped, there will be crumbs. That like, is, don't be surprised to see broken pretzels in your I, container. Because I wonder if people, because these are mainly available on the East Coast, but you can find them in certain places, that people will just order them off the website and then they come shipped, and then they're like, "Hey, my pretzels are broken." <laughs> well, because they're pretzels. This is what you get. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so you want your, your rods. Yeah, so that was uh, the pretzels from Michelle's memory, and now we're going to switch. We should, again, stipulate that I have no idea what brand the pretzels were that came in the uh, in the big glass container on the counter of Kent Drug in Endicott, New York. These are rolled gold. And these are the first, I should say, the first pretzel rods we have tried on the Pretzel Podcast. 
also I wonder if Anne Breivik would say that these aren't actually pretzels because they're not in the correct shape. <laughs> right, Anne? <laughs> a lot of salt. I will say there are some, again, and I want to. I don't want to call out Snyder on this, but having had their pretzel rods, I will say in the past, I have been a little underwhelmed by the amount of salt. This looks like it has a pretty... On Snyder's pretzel rods? Yeah. Mm. This is a pretty appropriate amount. It's interesting when you think of how they must have made it, all the salt is on one side. Mm-hmm. So observant. <laughs> <laughs> you figure they have to be on some kind of sheet, right? And then they yeah. yeah. About a lot of pretzel in my yeah. mouth. <laughs> I feel like pretzel rods are good when you're in the mood for pretzel rods. <laughs> I'm not overly excited about the texture of these pretzel rods. I feel like this is just what a pretzel rod tastes like because <laughs> it's thicker, so you have a little bit more dryness in your mouth. Um, I think that's why I like pretzel rods for dipping in a chocolate fountain. And you know, if you're chewing on this, pretending to be Groucho Marx, you actually they 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 get they get more moisture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're definitely a good fake cigar pretzel. <laughs> if that's what you're looking with for. the grease paint on your uh, the grease paint mustache and eyebrows yeah. and yeah, because you can probably suck on it for a while until it really just falls apart. Not bad. I will say, bigger fan of the uh, sourdough pretzels over in the giant barrel. I, th- I thought so. <laughs> we can bring these to the potluck, too. That would be so appreciative. <laughs> and for people who are interested in the history of rolled gold, we encourage you to go back to episode one. The, Good memory. <laughs> the premiere of the Pretzel Podcast, where we talked about both rolled gold and Snyder. Uh, so that's it for this edition of the Pretzel Podcast. We hope we have made some new pretzel memories for you. And share with us if something pops in your mind and you're like, oh, it just takes me back to this day and this feeling. Uh, you can email us at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. At Pretzel Podcast, yeah. Yep. I'm Michelle Madronowski. And I'm Mitch Tyke. Trapper Shep is the man behind our theme music and the disembodied voice of the Pretzel Podcast is Sarah Dembrowski. Now get out there and make some new pretzel memories. The Pretzel Podcast is a production of WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. Any rebroadcast or other use of the sounds, smells, tastes, or descriptions you've just heard without the express written consent of National Pretzel Radio is strictly prohibited. Prohibited.